Well, welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx. Mike Stanton, Pete Caldera. Uh, we're in Baltimore. Uh, right now it's a sunny day, but we're rained out <laughs> for some reason. So uh, a little proactive uh, move by Major League Baseball. And uh, you can't predict weather, Susan, sometimes. But uh, it's a good day to talk baseball anytime with Mike Stanton. And uh, Mike, Yankees off to a pretty good start, uh, four and two to, to begin the year. Some things going on, some uh, things you got to – shake your head and question about and uh but as always you know the first part of the year you know small sample we always sure. tend to maybe overreact a little bit uh about guys off to good starts guys off to bad starts i don't know how did you uh how did you see it when you were a player i mean it's always important to get off a, to a good start uh but it's not the end of the world you still got a hundred something games left off no you know you know the, the old saying pete you can't you can't win the division in uh, uh, April, but you can lose the division in April. And, you know, we've seen, we've seen some teams get off to a pretty rough start already, but that is not the Yankees. The Yankees have actually played very well and they've got a couple of their big name players doing exactly what they're supposed to do. So it's a little different than we've seen in the past. I know that, uh, you know, as a, as a player, especially if you've got injuries, if you things aren't going quite the way they're supposed to go, really what you want to do for the first month or six weeks is just tread water. You know, be 500, just be okay until you can get healthy, till you get in the flow of the season, and then all of a sudden you'll start playing better baseball. But, you know, the Yankees right now, they're playing good baseball right out of, the, right out of spring training. They're doing a nice job. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Judge talked about having, you know, improving on last year and, and how, you know, you're sitting here as a layman thinking, how can you improve on, on a near triple crown season? Right. Uh, but he's intent on, on uh, cutting down the strikeouts, again, hitting for a, a 300 or better average. And he's off to a, a fantastic start. You know, his plate coverage last year was, was just incredible. I mean, and, and his, obviously his, his plate discipline uh, and to do what he, he did last year, obviously was, was incredible. But um he, I think he is proving that there is another level to go at, at uh, for for Aaron Judge when you when you consider that uh, he is doing what he what he said he was going to sure. do, going to cut down, try to cut down on the strikeouts, put the ball in play more, and um, you know it's resulting in a lot of line drive base hits to all quadrants of the outfield. Well, the crazy thing is, yeah, he could be better. You know, could there could be more contact? Uh, he does have a tendency tendency to swing out of the zone. Um, especially when he gets two strikes, but it's a long, long season and there's going to be ebb and flow. There's going to be high time uh, times that he's swinging the bat. Well, there's going to be times he's not seeing the ball. We've seen that in the past, but if you can limit those downtimes, if you can limit when you are not seeing the ball, well, um, you know, get a hit here or there to keep, you know, not just keep the numbers up, but just keep the confidence up. Then yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a big difference. You know, the Yankees have several players that are actually swinging the bat pretty well, and it's probably led by Glaber Torres. He's gotten off to a hot start here, hitting over 400. But you know, it all revolves around Judge. If Judge is doing well, that's going to make he's one of those players that makes everyone around him better. And it makes it harder on the opposing manager because you're always going to know where a judge is. And, you know, this is a, this is, it, it's been a fun start. It's been something that, um, that you hope that the Yankees would do. But, uh, you know, it's still a long season and a long way to go. But yeah, getting off to a good start. It's not paramount, 
But man, it sure makes life a little bit easier. Yeah. The Rays are off to a, to a hot start, so you want to yeah. you want to keep pace in your own division, uh, and it is probably the, the toughest division in baseball. They'll see the the Orioles on this trip. They'll see uh, uh, the Cleveland Guardians, who they played in the playoffs last year, on this trip. You, you mentioned Glaber Torres, also uh, a guy who came into this year and said he was going to try to be a better two strike hitter, put the ball in play more, be more patient. Um, and uh, you're seeing uh, you're seeing the, the fruit of that uh, idea come into play. Plus, uh, the fact that he believes he benefited from uh, those first those couple of weeks in March uh, at the WBC, where he was um, you know in in yeah. competition. Uh, you know those were you know playoff games uh, to to an extent, and uh, they really took that to heart. And uh, and uh, Glaber Torres came back to spring training a, a better player than than he was when he left. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I think you you hear that across the league. That's one of the benefits of the WBC, whether it's uh, whether it's you know the pitchers already throwing stressful pitches, or it's the hitters getting those quality at bats in those high leverage uh, opportunities. And you know, for Glaber, you know, if you remember back in the offseason, you and I were talking about you know should they trade Glaber? Is Glaber going to be the odd guy out? And I think we both were 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 pretty consistent in saying. Not no, but heck no. You are not going to – I mean, because he is he is one of the better bats in your lineup, and you're going to need that offense. You know, this isn't – it's a pretty deep lineup, but you're going to have injuries, and they've already got one, and we'll get to Josh Donaldson here in a few minutes. But, you know, you you need that big bat. The way he's swinging the bat, I mean, there there's absolutely no way you could move him. This, is, this may be uh, the most consistent player they have in their offense right now through this first week of the season. Right. Um, I mean, I guess cynically, you could say he's he's increasing his trade value with with with, with every <laughs> week he's, could he's be. having. Yep. If there's a if there's a need down the road, um, you know, we, we still haven't seen the Glaber Torres you saw uh, in his first two major league seasons, and and uh, you, you kind of wrestle with the with the fact is was is what he is or what he's been now more of what he is or, or was that the aberration or, or which is it yeah um you know still a really young guy uh too i mm-hmm. mean he's, he's just coming into his prime now um but you know you you saw in the first two years uh, a, a guy who was you know who looked like he was on an exceptional track and now has, yeah. has come back to the pack a bit but if he's uh but he seems really dedicated uh as we said to to really getting you know Getting inside uh, himself as a as a hitter now, really, really, you know, becoming a more, um, you know, a mindful hitter ab- about counts and what to do and yeah. what the pitcher is going to do against me, and not, uh, you know, and you know, not swinging from your heels and, and not worrying about, uh, you know, the, the consequences. I, I think he's really dedicated to, to becoming a, a better hitter. Well, a couple things here. You know, first, when you first come into the league, you know, even now where you do have scouting reports coming from the minor leagues, you know, big league pitchers a lot of times are pretty hard-headed. You know, this guy's a fastball hitter. Yeah, but can he hit my fastball? And I think that, um, you know, Glaber took advantage of that. So you can't just – you can't just – blame Glaber for not keeping the numbers up because pitchers have made adjustments against him. That's what this whole game is about. 
it's about adjustments. And it's been a little bit more difficult for Glaber to, to make those adjustments back to what the pitchers are trying to do to him. But you got to like the fact that, and it's all part of the maturation process. You got to like the fact that he has decided that, yeah, I'm going to put more into this, not physically, but mentally, I'm going to try and have a better approach. I'm going to I'm going to do my due diligence in between. You know, when we're not on the field, to, to figure out if pitchers are getting into patterns. No, he's he's much better at knowing what his strong suit is. And getting off to this hot start right now, this might be a you know a big step forward for him getting back to those numbers he was earlier. But uh, it's it's the sport's not that easy. You just don't see very many players come up. And, and have a hot start and then maintain that. Those guys are usually named like Mike Trout, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so far early in the season, Aaron Boone is, he's batted in the middle of the lineup. He's batted him first. Um, so uh, he's, and, and obviously the manager's comfortable putting him anywhere in the lineup, which is a good sign too. Uh, another guy is off to a, a terrific start right now is, is Garrett Cole. His first two starts out of the shoot have been uh, uh, pretty remarkable. And, um, but I, you know, I maintain that that his greatest asset for the Yankees, especially on a on a club with uh, three starting pitchers on the IL, is the fact that you can rely on him going out there every fifth yeah. day uh, and and giving you a quality start, obviously. But uh, you know, he's off to an exceptional start. But that, you know, that that's so important right now with um, with still questions about when Radon is is coming back, when Severino will be back. Severino's, uh, you know, he could be uh, on a mound for the first time. Uh, in several weeks uh, later this week for his first bullpen. But, you know, you're still looking at uh, perhaps, you know, three weeks at, at least down the road, four weeks before you yeah. see him uh, back in competition. Radon might be a, a week or two ahead of him. Uh, he's facing uh, – he'll be facing live hitters uh, pretty soon. They were just standing in the box against him in, the, in his last uh, two-winning sim session. So yeah. these guys are still on the on the Yankee, you know, gradual pace here. They're they're in no rush to bring these guys back. They want to bring them back when they're uh, they're absolutely healthy. But a that's frustrating, and, and b it, it's up to the other guys in the rotation to to, to pick up the slack here. Well, I mean, I don't think Garrett really looks at it like, okay, I have to do more because Garrett is, expects perfection. You know, the, the years down here in Houston got to know him a little bit, got to know the personality. We know he's a baseball nerd. He does his due diligence. I mean, he, he really takes this stuff seriously. It's not about just going out there trying to throw 100 every pitch. Uh, you know, what he's done here in the first two starts, maybe more than anything else, is he kept the ball in the ballpark. You know, that was something that really had an issue with last year and in the past is that, you know, he throws a lot of fastballs. He's actually throwing a higher percentage fastball uh, in the first two starts than he has in actually several years. Um, and, and the fastball location has been really good. That's why he's able to use that pitch. But really what's what's bit him, you know, what bit him last year was the long ball that he was just giving up. You know, he wasn't giving up a, a, a lot of hits, but when he did give up a hit, you know, there were several times the ball was actually going out of the ballpark and it would cost him runs. So he's doing a nice job uh, of mixing up his pitches. Uh, he's throwing a lot of sliders right now. Actually, he, his fastball, yeah. he's throwing right about 60% fastballs, which in this day and age in Major League Baseball is huge because you have to remember across the league last year was the first time in Major League history that there were actually more off-speed pitches thrown than fastballs. 
Fastball usage right. was down below 50% last year. And for him to be at 60, that just shows how he feels about that fastball. Still throwing, you know, the slider was very good. The location on the slider was very good. And I also think that he's mixing in the curve. I like his curve better than his uh, his slider, you know. But, yeah. you know, whatever, if he puts the slider in the right spot. Also, the thing, one thing to re- people can uh, can look at with his slider, it's a better pitch when he's throwing it in the – upper 80s and and the start yesterday i think he averaged about 88 miles an hour i think that's a better pitch when he gets it up to 90 91 miles an hour it turns into a cutter those are the ones that are going to be more hittable i like it when that slider is in that upper 80s it's got a little bit more depth it's got a little more speed differential off the fastball and he doesn't have to be as precise with location because of the 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 speed differential off the fastball Right, and that, that's the shape of that slider has been has been terrific. Uh, uh, you know, and just want to get your, your impressions too about Mike the, the the pace of the games now. I mean, we there, that, that game that uh, Cole started and against Aaron Nola that was I was a two and a half hour game. Now, uh, yeah, those used to be the exception, and and now they're they're more of the rule now. Uh, I think I think the players by and large have adjusted very well to the to the pitch clock. Um, I think you're you're seeing more. You're seeing the Yankees at least, uh, you know, have more stolen base attempts. I think that's yeah. obviously what the game wanted. Across the baseball, are up across the board, yeah. Um, but uh, just just want to get your what are your thoughts one weekend and how that's how that's working. You know, I think it's going okay. I think the game is too fast now. I mean, we're seeing way too many games at at two hours and five minutes, two hours and ten minutes. Um, you know, I I. I think that's too fast. And I think one of the issues that we're having is I don't – pitchers, even though there's clocks behind home plate, you know, there's the timer is behind home plate so they can see it, I don't know if they really realize that they still have time, that you can take 15 seconds. You don't have to throw the ball in nine seconds. Um, you know, there have been some some uh, some some pitch clock violations by both hitters and pitchers. Actually, Shohei yesterday – Got banged on the mound. He also got banged at the plate, which obviously he'll be the only one to do that um, (laughs) in Major League Baseball this year. But we're seeing we're seeing a lot. I I figured that once we got into the regular season, the pace would slow down a little bit. I think in some cases it has. But I think in some cases it hasn't. We saw some very, very fast spring training games, and we've seen some very fast regular season games. But I think really what has to happen is pitcher, pitchers need to realize that they have 15 seconds. And, you know, we'll just wait and see when, you know, we're a month or six weeks in, Rob Manfred and company, they'll take another look at this, and then they'll decide, do we need to add a couple seconds? How are things going with this? They can adjust on the fly. But I really think the pitchers are still rushing just a little bit. I mean, I, I know we had a game down here in Houston the other day that there was a pitch being thrown like every nine seconds. And that's fine if you're not being rushed with it, but it, it just seems like the pace is still pretty quick. How, you think you'd adjust to it pretty quickly if, if, if you were doing I wouldn't have had a problem. I, you know, yeah. growing up growing up in the Braves organization and, you know, Leo Mazzoni, you know, the, 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 the rocking pitching coach yeah. on the bench, he was always screaming at us to pick up the pace. He couldn't stand time in between pitches. So I kind of I, I just cut my teeth with the idea, get the ball, get back on the mound, and pitch. And if things were going wrong – I couldn't get the ball from the catcher and get it back to the catcher fast enough. So I had a tough time. I was always holding back on the rain. So the pitch clock wouldn't have been a been an issue right. with me. Right. Yeah. 
and the, now you and you get pitch count too, yeah. so you 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 know what's uh, you, you know what pitch you're, you're going to throw pretty much as, as soon as you get on the pitching plate. That's uh, I mean all those things I think have right. revolutionized the game in a very short short amount of time right here. Um, a couple other issues going on with the Yankees right now. Um, you know, Aaron Hicks has has been hearing the booze. You know, it it was a he had a decent spring training. Um, he made an adjustment uh, in the batter's box. He's he holding his hands up a little higher, you know, giving a little more time to adjust to a pitch uh, from from where he was starting before. Uh, as a switch hitter, obviously, it's uh, you know you got to get two swings ready, and then he sits the first three games of the the, the season. Uh, yeah. he's, he's benched for 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 Cabrera in left field. Starts two games, uh, takes an over in, in the next two games. He's back. He's back on the bench. And in a, a pinch hitting uh, spot where you could have sent him up, uh, Aaron Boone left Franchi Cordero, the left-handed hitter, uh, in against the left-handed pitcher. So, um, you know, right now, you know, I mean, it's he's looking like the the, the 13th player uh, among the position players right now. And you wonder what when once Harrison Bader comes back, from this oblique injury in, in uh, two or three weeks. Uh, I mean, he's, he's now a DFA candidate. I don't, he's got really no standing on, on this club right now. And, um, uh, and especially when they, when they're also trusting uh, Isaiah counter as, as a center fielder. Now we'll, we'll talk about his role may be changing right now too with Donaldson's situation. But uh, I mean, right now, Mike, I, I just don't see what the plan is forward for the Yankees holding on to Hicks unless there's an injury to another outfielder. Yeah, I think we're a little bit early to start talking about DFA. We're only a week into the season, but I understand I understand the sentiment. I understand the the chain of thought because you know, um, you know, the money is already spent, so you don't even have to worry about uh, the the contract because that money's already gone. Yeah, they haven't paid him yet, but they have to pay him anyways now that you got into the regular season, and that money was owed to him anyway. So that's really not even a concern. It's more about who he is on the field, um, and I, I we'll have to wait and see if he gets a few more reps now that Donaldson is out. And again, we'll get to him in just a second. You know, that's going to kind of change things around a little bit, and that's going to put him more in play so we'll have to wait and see and if you know listen if he can get out there play solid defense and and get a hit here or there maybe he does get a little bit more playing time and he can change that status but I understand what you're saying because right now you know he's just a he's just an extra guy on the bench that's well just simply not playing yeah and uh right now the uh, Donaldson hamstring uh situation uh they they feel that's a that's a short term issue, but it's mm-hmm. still a hamstring. He's still a thirty seven year old player, so uh, right, that's going to change the, change the, a bit of the dynamic on this club. At least you've got you've got players who uh, you know that that Aaron Boone can move into multiple positions uh, as uh, as Waldo Cabrera right. can play, obviously the infield and the outfield. Uh, uh, they've trusted IKF in center. Now he could play a lot more third base. They could move DJ Lemayhu there on a more regular basis. Um, and uh, you know, once again, I mean, Donaldson just like Hicks, uh, and to and Torres to an extent, were were the uh, were the guys that they were thinking most about uh, when yeah. you, when you thought about is this guy going to get moved this year? What what is his standing on the club? Um, you know, Donaldson was was still one of those guys where yeah, they, they were exploring trades, but uh, at the end of the day, that twenty million twenty nine million dollar guarantee to him uh, through the rest of the season, including next year's buyout. Uh, they're not going to get anything uh, close to uh, 
you know, what they consider fair value back for that. But uh, you do wonder about his standing, and he wasn't off to a great start, but yeah, just five, six games. But now dealing with with a hamstring injury, and they're going to be uh, uh, shuffling guys around third base now. Yeah, they're not going to be able to tell how severe it is for another couple of days until things calm down a little bit. Um, you know, they love to do MRIs on 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 muscle pulls just to figure out what the severity of it is, uh, and and so we'll have to wait and see uh, exactly how severe it is. If it does, it I mean, chances are it's probably going to turn into an IL stint. Now, how long it, it you know is that's where the severity will will come into play. But I think that you know. They don't have to do anything crazy just simply because they have the personnel to cover for this. I think DJ LeMayhew, you know, fits at third base very, very well. Um, you know, you could put Glaber at second. You can mix and match. And that's probably what's going to happen as much as anything else is, you know, this is not the day and age of having a set lineup anymore anyway. So, uh, you know, Aaron's going to do what he needs to do to try and keep the guys on the bench, but it may bring Aaron Hicks back into the fold just a little bit, playing a little bit more and, you know, and see if there's anything there. It's unfortunate that it's gotten to this point for Aaron Hicks, but um, you know, he's going to have, when he does get the shot, he's going to have to perform if he wants more ABs. But I think that the, the, the Yankees overall, they they're, they're fine with this situation to tell you the truth. They may, because, Josh Donaldson had not gotten off to a hot start offensively, hitting well under 200. They may be better offensively without him. Defensively, that may be a different a different story just simply because Josh Donaldson is still a very good defensive third baseman. Now, we're recording this podcast before they've, they've made any official move. And you, you wonder, too, Mike, if, if this gives a reprieve to uh, Oswald Peraza, who lost the shortstop job to uh, Anthony Volpe, start of the year at, uh, at Scranton, and mm-hmm. – uh, now he's a possibility to get called up. But um, I wonder this, though. I mean, if you're calling Peraza up, do you have to make him – do you have to give him a regular infield position? Uh, or can you use him as you used him last year as sort of a, a spare part, a utility guy, a guy who plays occasionally? Uh, or would you want him – No, I think – I think I think chances are in this situation, depending on how long Donaldson's going to be out, you may leave Peraza right where he is in AAA, just simply because you want him to keep getting those quality, those at bats. You want that consistent work day in and day out. Now, if you're going to bring him up and you're going to put him at second base, or you're going to you know you're going to play him every day, okay, that's fine. He's getting his at bats, but I don't think you bring him up and be a support player. There's other players to do that. He's too important for the, the, the future of this team. You need to keep him developing, keep him getting those at bats. So I think that depending on how you go about it, he doesn't come up to sit. If he comes up, he's got to play. Sounds good. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap this up, but, uh, you know what? I, I before we go though, I uh, you talked to uh, Jack Curry for the the book he just put out. It's yes. coming out on the 1998 Yankees. I was starting to read that on the on the train. Uh, I think we should talk about that next time we're up because it's uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, what that was an all time team, obviously, and you were you were part of it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll mine that territory. A lot of, lot of good times. Next back. time we're a lot here. of good times. Great stuff. All right, Mike. Uh, all so, right, Pete. Uh, we'll see you, buddy. Thanks for. Uh, All right. Thanks for being here for Believe in the Bronx. We'll see you next time. Thank you.